0: Welcome to the Blind Justice Podcast, where you discover the insider secrets of injury and accident cases, and all of your law questions get answered. Now, here's your host, Chicago injury lawyer, Scott DeSalvo. Hey guys, we're back with a new podcast. As always, your host, Scott DeSalvo, and of course, my co-host, Amelia Finifrock. Hello, hello. And um, today's topic is Nursing Home Abuse Cases 101. So I'm doing some advertising for nursing home cases, and so I've decided that, you know, there there are about three things that I didn't even know about nursing home cases um, before I started doing, you know, before I started educating myself and I started handling them, and these are like three things that I think are sort of interesting and important, and more people I hope uh, would have access to this information. So I figured decent topic for a podcast yes
1: it's heartbreaking well it's sad i'm gonna warn you right now get get a box of tissues because these stats make me want to cry
0: yeah no it's the right i mean that's a good point like the equities involved in somebody who's in a nursing home that uh is being injured or neglected or abused
1: i see you see it in movies and tv shows all the time but i think everyone has that one person they know that's in a nursing home and to think Oh my goodness, that could that could be happening to my person.
0: Yeah. I mean, nobody wants um, nobody wants to in no family wants to have to be in a situation where their loved one gets sick right. and they can't care for them anymore, right? Like it's right. a nightmare scenario. But what do you do? Like it, it's funny because you know we're born as children and we're helpless and then our whole life is about Getting older and getting smarter and getting stronger and becoming more independent, you hit your adolescent years and you're fighting for your independence and Mm -hmm. trying to discover who you are, and then you become an adult, right?
1: And then you're like, take
0: me back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's funny, right? So you have challenges when you're when you're an adult, and you're like, I wish somebody would take care of me. Like mm-hmm. this sucks. Yeah. It's hard to be an adult. Yes, it is. But then you know you get you get better at being an adult as mm-hmm. you're an adult longer Adulting, and longer. As they say, yeah. And then you that's become right. very independent. And then as you end, uh, you know, you could get sick early, earlier in life, and have to go to a nursing home. Yeah. If you're uh, you know fam- if you've got physical limitations or problems that right. you know your family can't care for you but then as you go through the stage of life where you're getting older your brain's not working that well yeah. you're you physically can't care for yourself anymore and so it's sort of a cruel joke that your whole life you fought towards independence and being able to be you competent know. and take yeah. care of yourself yeah and then at end life like life takes away your independence. Right. And so, what a family does in these nursing home cases is they say, It breaks our heart, but we know that our loved one has a problem uh, and, and physical limitations that we can't take care of. Oh, right. Like, um, I work, my wife works, and there's nobody to be home with mom or dad, and he or she can't be there by themselves. Or, right. We literally live in a small apartment, there's no room for them. Sure. And they want to stay in their apartment, but they physically can't do it, right? Like it's
1: and and having a what is it, a live out nurse come and check on them. That's that's an investment. It's super easy. Yeah,
0: it's super expensive and like with the way Medicare and Medicaid and some insurances work, it's actually like the only way financially you can do it is to put them into a nursing home versus trying to have somebody come into the house and help them.
1: And then you want to make sure that like that home's reputation is solid and that there hasn't, haven't been, you know, signs of uh, past abusive situations. That's, I mean, it's a definite stressor for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the same problem with people who come into people's homes to care for them. Like who are they?
1: Right. It's, you're inviting a stranger into your home. Yeah. I mean, so your job is to take care of them, but yeah, and you and want so, people to benefit the
0: doubt. But. Yeah. So not only for insurance reasons, you might have to put a loved one in a nursing home, but right. also for, um, you know, what are you going to do? Hire three people to stay at your, stay with your parent no. around the clock? Like, I mean, there are 3 8-hour shifts in 24 hours. So are you going to hire somebody to live with them 24 hours a day or are you going to hire 2 people for 12-hour shifts or 8 people right. for I mean most working people there's no way they could ever afford that, right? No. So it's it's easy sometimes to say well I'd never put my loved one in a nursing home. Sometimes you have literally no choice. Right. This is what we can agree on though. It's never a friggin' happy choice. No. Like yeah, it, right. when when you're it's a heartbreaking choice and the the level of betrayal that you feel when you give your loved one to a nursing home and you tell them it breaks our heart to do this. But this is the best place we can afford. Right. And here are my loved ones' problems, and they're all documented in their medical records. Right. And furthermore, I'm going to tell you what the problems are, and please care for them. We we know that you won't care for them the way we would. Right. With, but at do the minimum, right? right. And um, and then when they don't,
1: what a slap in the face!
0: It's a betrayal, it's, right? It's like we're we're going to take your money. We're going to take the government's money um, that they pay us to care for your loved one. And then we're going to let them lie in a bed and not rotate them and not move them to the point where they get bed sores. You know, it's a nightmare, right? They're really, you know, really tough cases. So.
1: Well, one of my stats that I'm, I'm seeing on our fact sheet that Genevieve so kindly put together A study found that 44% of nursing home residents report abuse and 95% report neglect of themselves or other residents within the past year. 95%. Wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess there's really? two there's two categories, right? So abuse, oh. abuse is when you're actually being like uh, hit. hit right. Like physical. And, yeah, right. Or it's where, where they're doing something affirmative to hurt you. Right. And then neglect is just the doctor's order says that you um, you can't turn over yourself. I mean, the bed sores are a very common nursing home injury. Um, and so neglect would be the order says you must equip their bed with a turning mechanism or give them a, their special beds and mattresses right. for people who can't move, which reduce the chance of developing a bed sore. And then they just don't do it. Neglect means you're not making sure they're eating. You're not taking care of them. You're not making sure that they, uh, that they get to the bathroom or that they're taking their meds or that you just leave them in a bed until they develop bed sores, which is a friggin nightmare.
1: I may be getting ahead of myself, but when we're talking about these stats, it makes me wonder like what the process is for having these, um, caretakers in these yeah. in in uh, nursing sure. homes. Like, what's the what's the criteria, and is it rigorous to get in? And if not, should it be more challenging? Because these are you know the people who raised us, and we're handing them over. And yeah, you know, yeah. Even so much though it's not for nurses. Like, oh my goodness. I yeah, even though it's family, not but, completely
0: voluntary. Like, we wish right. we had another option, but a right. lot of times you don't have another option. Yeah. yeah so here's the deal with that, right? So um, you can hire people to work at nursing homes who have very minimal credentials, right? Yeah. And the nursing home is a business; it's a for-profit business. Yeah. So, if um, the number of patients times how much Medicare or Medicaid pays the nursing home, that's their budget. Right. And so, the, well, so their
1: waiting list, right?
0: Right. So yeah. it's 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 like running a business where. Our property taxes are X, our employee payments, you know, salaries and wages are X, and they run the businesses in order to return a, a profit to right. the owners of the nursing home, right? And so a lot of my – based on me looking at these cases, being involved in these cases, I can tell you a lot of times you do get some bad apple nurses in there, right? right. But there are also nice people, oh. right? Yes. There are also nice people who do the work, right? And it is a thank, it's a thankless business, yes, it is. and it is management that o- that overloads them, and they know they're not giving good care, right? Because if if a nurse,
1: they're overworking their nurses, yeah, yes. uh, right. Absolutely. So so yep. they should
0: have ten patients in order to check in on them, and they give them thirty-five. Yeah,
1: that's. And oh, it's ridiculous.
0: Right, and so there's a you know oftentimes there's a lot of turnover in those places so at the end of the day and this is what i tell the people at my law firm i own the law firm they work with me i treat them well and i listen to their feedback about how things could be better done you know what's the efficiency and i i'm i'm very hands on in checking checking in with what's going on in the office Imagine if, imagine what my law firm would would be like if I never came into the office, and I didn't really care, and I didn't watch what was going on, right. and and let's say I didn't hire qualified lawyers and really skilled, compassionate people like I do. I just hired whoever I could get the cheapest, right? And then I didn't pay attention to what they did.
1: Someone would be, would be suing you, right? No, no right. It wouldn't <laughs> be. You know,
0: it'd be the wrong thing to do. And yeah. frankly we only turn people over to nursing homes who we know are damn sick. Right. So many of them can't communicate effectively. Yep. And so what we're doing is we're, you know, when a nursing home basically says, I'm going to go get the least qualified people, I'm not going to supervise them, and I'm not going to train them, and then I'm going to load them down with too much work. And if somebody ends up dying or getting hurt really bad.
1: We can just say, oh, it's. Hey, look, man. We you had so they a nurse. Were we dying. yeah, right,
0: right. This kind of crap. So
1: well, I, I remember what to interrupt you for a moment. Mm-hmm. My when my great grandma, when we put her uh, in the home uh, before she passed away, they had told us uh, most people only stay here like six to ten months. And part of that was like, wow. And they'd say, oh, it's because they just they're far from their families. And but part of me, the skeptic in me, was like, or what if it's because? It's higher turnover for you, and you can get more money.
0: Like, right. I
1: don't want to think like that, but part of me is like, "Geez, that's such a." By the way, like most people only live here six to ten months. That's 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 the stat. Yeah, if it's a, it's it
0: a weird long. stat, right? Like, it's ugh, it's really? if somebody if somebody told me that stat, I would be like, "Okay, so what percentage of those people spend time?" Because a lot of people don't know this, but this is true. What percentage of people come here just to help recover? and then get to go home or get, go to a different facility. Right. How yes. many of them are at the nursing home and then decline to the point where they need to go to a hospice care, which is basically like a hospital unit where a person just goes to die Ugh. when there's nothing else that can be done for them? And then how many people here die right. while they're at your nursing home, right? Th- those are some of the things. that. And then how many people have their loved ones here and the conditions are so bad that they pull them out of this nursing home and put them in a different one, right? So it's it's there's a saying it's called there are lies, damned lies, and then statistics, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I like statistics because if they're honest statistics in the proper context, it tells you a story, right? right. But you can you can cite statistics that are, are not gonna help you. Um like, so there's a couple of things I want to talk about. The first one is like in any injury case, the more serious and permanent the consequences, the more viable the case. In other words, if somebody is hurt a little bit, but they get better right away, it is hard for a lawyer to economically justify handling the case, of course. right? Because nursing home cases are defended a lot like uh, medical malpractice cases. So they bring out the, the big guns. They fight the cases tooth or nail. Right. Very few of them settle. Like, if you sue a nursing home, it's probably going to be a lawsuit. So, you know, I will occasionally get a call from somebody who's in a nursing home, and they call me, and they're like, well, they're mean to me. They're not nice to me. That's horrible. You, they should be nice to you, but it takes something more than that to actually have a lawsuit. Right. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is that that I think is important, like two of the most common um, incidents that occur in nursing homes, we already talked a little bit about one, is bed sores. Like when somebody has limited or no mobility, at a bad nursing home, they put them in a bed and just let them sit there until they develop pressure sores or or, – you know, and then those things get infected, and it can be horrible, especially on a person who's older, who's already sick.
1: Well, their immune system's already
0: compromised. Right, it's right. And then once there's an infection, big problem, right? right? So the other thing is, I, I see tons of fall-down cases, right? And so when somebody is admitted into a nursing home, they're supposed to do a fall assessment, right? And so anybody with any sort of limited mo- mobility, the nursing home is required to do a fall risk assessment. And it's basically a plan that they develop as to how they're going to address this person who doesn't walk too well. Right. And so in it's amazing to me, but in a lot of these fall cases I look at that occur in a nursing home, the nursing home is literally not following their own fall assessment, or they're doing it in like the cheap-ass way they possibly can. Right. Um like I was I actually consulted with another law firm on a nursing home case they brought me in to help them like work on it pre-suit and they they um they decided that like an orderly helping a person who's like an overweight big person right. uh, just helping them physically was an acceptable substitute to a mechanical lift nope. which was horrible and then the person falls they break their hip mm-hmm. and that becomes the linchpin that causes their degeneration and death. So it's not. So we were talking about how they hire the cheapest staff they can get, but then they also utilize that staff in the cheapest way they can, and in in ways that, when you look at it, it's clear as day. It's a bad idea. Well, let
1: me ask you this: Are there cameras in the in the main? I assume there are cameras in like the main hallways of of nursing homes. Yes.
0: Okay. So sometimes there are, and sometimes there See, aren't, and the that's law what doesn't. I want.
1: Like I right. want. If we have to put cameras on cops' vests to protect us, then maybe we should have uh, cameras in our loved ones' areas where we're not there. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. a nanny cam, kind of.
0: Yeah. So, as far as I know, that's an interesting question. Um, by the way, cops are not required to wear. I cameras that on their was, vests, I that was but in I think Chicago. it's a good idea, right? It was. Um, so or maybe
1: they did away with that. I, I,
0: no, I think it's a great idea. I think the police union is fighting it; they don't want them to do it.
1: They have dash cams. I think that's right. What it dash cams. Is. Right. And I think I got that confused with the, the vests. Yeah, you know, I. I also a thing my that-
0: opinion, and this is sort of off topic, but we can talk about it a little <laughs> bit. My yeah, welcome to our standard operating <laughs> procedure is going off topic, but um, I generally. Recognize that being a cop in a big city is a nightmare job.
1: I'm sure.
0: Um, on the flip side, I talk to a lot of people who get treated very poorly by cops. Right. And to me, it's a great way to solve the problem of, on the one hand, overzealous cops or just mean cops who like right. to beat on people. Right. And on the flip side, this suggestion that which have been proven in a couple of cases right. where you get a group of people together who say certain things happened and it was all the cop's fault. And then later you realize that the guy who ended up got getting shot was actually like punching a cop while he got shot, right? right. A camera would solve all of that. And so I don't understand why police unions are like, if they had a deal with the police department that they would wear the cameras, but the police will not be tracked because they took five extra minutes on lunch or something like that, right? right?
1: I could understand from that their perspective, like, that must be a little annoying always sure. being watched. Right. But then when we have these big cases... Right, with everything that's going
0: on. It would be so helpful to be like, well, what really went on? No, no, 100%. And here's the thing. Like seems Baltimore, like Baltimore, problem to fix. Yeah, Baltimore rioting, rioting in other cities. If you could easily bring out the tape to show right. that somebody was doing something that justified lethal force yeah. or justified physical whatever, it would completely diffuse the situation. And guess what? It's important for the flip side reason, too. Right. If if the cop truly is a bad cop, the good cops should want to get rid of that guy. Of 100%, right? Yeah. But there's that whole thin blue line which frustrates the shit out of me. Like, yeah. I, you have – like, I have friends who are cops who are good guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's like you're either on the team or you're not on the team. Mm-hmm. You're either cop or you're not cop. Right. And if you step out of line – your career's going nowhere. Totally. So, cameras would help, but in nursing homes, you know, there's no requirement or law that nursing homes have cameras. Help. And then there's help. also at, yeah, at least in be. common areas that would be good, right? And then I think there's like privacy concerns for videotaping people in their private rooms. Right. Stuff like that.
1: Right, I can understand if they're changing, you
0: know. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, at some point, wouldn't you waive the privacy law if you knew the – and then there's also an expense, right? So right. if you're a nursing home with like 100 rooms, you're going to have like 500 cameras. you got to have –
1: Someone to watch all those cameras.
0: Right, and then a system to record all that data, like 500 – not even like high res. Like even if you had 720p or less resolution, Right. right? That's a lot of data. That's like oh, sure. yes. probably terabytes of data yeah. a day. And then what happens if their system goes down? Are, is a guy like me going to sue them because their system went down? Right. They were negligent in not maintaining their blah blah blah. Whoa, so so unless tricky. the law, right? Unless the law comes in and requires people to do it, I don't see cameras in nursing homes. But you're that's like a great answer. I did a focus group on nursing homes, and that was the same thing the people said at the focus group on the case I was focus grouping, um, people were like, well, is there video? Like, we want to see the video of what happened. And I'm like, well, if there's no video, whose fault is that, right? Um, Right. But, yeah, video would solve a lot of this. But I I would say that the two most common pure nursing home cases are bed sore cases where people are neglected and falls and, and drops, where the rules the fall assessment is not followed right and right. so the other thing about nursing home is like whenever somebody gets hurt we always talk about we kind of go from a common sense standpoint like why would they do that right. but you know there are federal rules and fe- and state rules mm-hmm. for nursing homes that say exactly what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do.
1: And on this fact sheet, it says that almost one third of the nursing homes in the U.S. were cited for violating those regulations, and could lead to the actual harm of a resident during yeah, a two-year period. Yeah, is, yeah,
0: and and the funny so the funny thing about that is that's just the ones they catch.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right, that's just the ones that we hear about.
0: I'm I'm a big fan of the cookie jar theory, which is if you catch somebody's hand in the cookie jar, it ain't the first time they put their hand in the cookie <laughs> jar, right?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great. So it's
0: you know nursing homes to a large degree are in crisis. The fact that they're still open means they are still fabulously profitable, but it's, the it's the business the business. balance needs to change, right? The the balance between the, what these people do to keep their businesses profitable versus the safety of residents, it needs to change.
1: So when you get a nursing home case, is this an easy case for you, or is um, that is it? Is it- complicated because there are not video because there is not video yeah footage. right so you're going off what like maybe secondhand information like well
0: 100 you- percent. that that's exactly what i was about to say which is um if, if somebody passed away and the nursing home is in control of the records that are being kept the nursing home can not document the details of what happened and they control the employees right who may have seen what happened. So these can be really tricky cases. This
1: makes me angry. Like talking about this just makes me angry.
0: Well, it's horrible, right?
1: Why hasn't this been, I feel like this needs to be talked about more and we're talking about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and honestly, honestly, one of the big reasons why I am advertising more in nursing home and I'm interested in taking on more nursing home cases is because of the equities involved, right? I feel like, um, more could be done, and if we have to fight this, like as a trial lawyer, the only thing I can do is fight these cases on a case by case basis yeah. and make it so financially painful for them not to follow safety rules sure. that they start following them, right? right. And that's why I like Best case these. Scenario. And they're also more complicated cases, more complex cases, and it's sometimes. You know, you, I, I love doing car crash cases. I love doing fall down cases. I'm very good at them. Yeah. Obviously, I'm open for business if anybody has a car crash or fall down case. And, but sometimes it's interesting to handle a different kind of case. And nursing home cases are sometimes more medically complicated because of you course. wouldn't be in a nursing home unless you had like a medical problem to begin with, right? Right. So I I, I want to do more of them because of the equities. The other thing is like. If you were the, – the, I guess the last thing I want to say about nursing home cases that a lot of people don't know, and I guess lawyers don't tell people this, but I like people to be informed. Um, there's a fee-shifting provision. So if you go to trial and against a nursing home and you win any amount of money, technically the nursing home has to pay the plaintiff's lawyer's lawyer fee.
1: What
0: And that scares the crap out of nursing homes, if if you've put together a good case. So in other words, um, you put together a good case, the nursing home sees that you've put together a good case, they may be knocking on your door to settle the case. But only if you have a lawyer who's put together a strong case. Because if they settle the case for a fair amount of money, Mm -hmm. then they don't have to worry about attorney's fees. Mm. Okay? Uh, so let's say we have a case that we evaluate, and it's uh, it's a case that we think's worth about 150000 right? And we know that there's always a risk that you could get a not guilty, right? Because in Illinois, juries have to be unanimous. If we get one person who says no, really? and they won't change their mind, it's uh. a hung jury, we got to do the entire trial again. Wow. So let's say there's some things about the case, as there usually are that make us worried that it, it's not a slam dunk, right? So mm-hmm. if we've assessed the value of the case at 150000 mm-hmm. and the nursing home offers 100000 I might tell my client to take it because bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? And it's better to avoid the risk of a trial if we think there's a chance that we could lose. Right. And there always is, let's face it. Sure. But let's say the insurance company says, we're going to offer you 20000 or or what if the nursing home insurance company goes to you and says now we don't think you can win the trial we're not going to offer anything well in that case um it's greatly to the benefit of our client that we take the case to trial because if we go to trial and even if we just win 20,000 the other side has to pay our attorney's fees right so That's awesome yeah so um it 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 makes the insurance companies that do these nursing home defenses, before we file a lawsuit, it makes them very aggressive to yeah. say, no, 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 and to do whatever they can to dissuade us from filing a lawsuit. Because if they can quash a case before a lawsuit's filed, great for them, right? Sure. They save money. Right. But once we're in suit, if they're not coming with reasonable money, the, the risk is on them because you know they're going to end up paying the lawyer fee. Right. So that's something that uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, super sad cases, right? Right. Um, yeah, I could talk about it all day, but I and there's um, you know, I'm gonna do another. We'll do another nursing home yeah, podcast we, another we day. Still
1: have a lot of facts I, I didn't get to. Yeah, and there's so. a lot of
0: there's a lot of stuff to talk about. There's there's like it's some controversial. Yeah, and and there's some things I want to tell people about what they should do if they're involved. Like, what are the like five things you got to do if you suspect. Uh, an injury at a nursing home but we're almost at 30 minutes and i try and keep these podcasts like 20 to 30 minutes and we always go off the rails so you got uh well you've already mentioned that you're going to be in that improv show pretty soon yes and uh no word on the address or dates yet
1: no i believe it'll be sometime in the summer uh but i'll have more info hopefully within the coming weeks um about the details but uh this past weekend fun little thing i sang on a on a up and coming artist in Chicago's album. I can't disclose any more information, but I'm really excited about it.
0: Awesome. And pretty soon. Yeah. Well, when you can disclose, do disclose and maybe mm-hmm. we'll, maybe the folks listening will uh, check it out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cool.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening folks. I know it was a somber topic, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's an important topic. So it thanks is. for listening and we'll catch you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening. I truly hope that the information in the podcast helps you no matter the situation you find yourself in. But you might need more answers or some more direct help. So there are three ways for you easily to find out more and to get help. If you call my toll-free 24-hour helpline, 888-HURT-318,